from the trenches. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to From the Trenches, real life in the accounting industry. My name is David Boyer from SQL CFO. Joined with me is Paul Meisner from Freedom Mentoring. The show is brought to you by BG Australia's number one corporate compliance and superannuation software. And Ivan Tablada, our virtual assistant over at the outsourced accountants in the Philippines. This is an interesting episode, Paul. It's a topic we've covered a few times, but it's a topic that emerges because it's integral to our life, remote working. From the trenches. What happened to you, mate? It is. Thank you. Hello, listeners. Hello, all. Um, A a bit of a personal uh, in-depth for me today. We've just recently come back from a family holiday. Uh, in in Fiji, lovely. I recorded an episode from there, David. And, and one of the things that I've really, and I don't know why I've I've reflected on this now rather than other trips, but one of the things that's that's I found really hard. I've, I've really enjoyed remote working. I've had um, wonderful experiences. I've, I've written and, and spoken on on the show about the the two months, um, the couple of two month trips I've done, and, and other times we've done, but. But I'm starting to really get to this realisation, David, about the difference between a remote working trip and a holiday and, and, and how that sometimes, or not sometimes, in this trip particularly, the two weeks in, in Fiji, I'd really blurred it and I guess it for me it was this, this concept where because of the technology and because I could work remotely, you know, it, it just... I almost got a bit flippant about it. I kind of got, oh, it'll happen. You know, I'll just be able to work remotely. But really found myself not not doing either very well. Certainly not switching off and getting a break, which which was was needed after uh, you know, after quite a quite a long period. Um not not being there for family, not being there for and I we had our extended family uh, as well with us um away. And and just this realization that you've really got to respect the concept of of remote working, and and to me, it's often glorified, and I probably perpetuated that a bit by being beaches and sand and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, we we know how to take the right photo on the it's beach. It's a great photo. And let's be honest, we hope that when you see us doing it on social media, we do hope you get a little bit envious about. <laughs> and you don't see you don't see the chaos behind of you know of the other side of the room. <laughs> no, you only no. see the balcony. But but well, I, I think that- well, how, how many times I had to retake the photo to get the angle right because the sun was shining on my computer screen. I couldn't see and the what depth, I was doing. The depth of trying to get that anyway, <laughs> and 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 watch what's on your screen anyway. I think it's really interesting that for me you've got a. The, the the for me when remote working for for remote working to truly work you've really got to approach it like a work day you know it it has to have doesn't have to be the full day obviously but you, you have to have an you know I know I've sort of tried to work on on developing a tr- a trigger um, and some people talk about about working from home you know actually going into a separate room and and creating that different environment you know and and for me especially with young kids it's it's that where um, and both my wife and I remote work while we're away, and, and we try to um, be quite transparent with it and say, look, we don't we don't mind if each other's on or off in terms of family or, or whether we're working or not working, but we we sort of can't we can't be both. And that was the thing where at, at times in this holiday, and certainly I'm, I'm not as good at it as my wife uh, of a switching off or of also being um, I sort of spend too much time on on my phone, but. 
is is having that you really need to have dedicated times to be on and off and a routine. You can't just sort of remote work when it suits you. Otherwise, and as I found, you, I was just, I just was neither. I was neither efficiently working nor efficiently holidaying. And for me, I, yeah. I think it's really interesting. It's a huge realization. Huge. It, it was mad. I mean, you kind of, you've effectively tried to switch off, which I tried to switch off, which I didn't, and then largely had a bad experience trying to work and trying to be part of a family. It was, you know, it was it was quite a realization, and then and that led me to reflect. I mean, I think I've I think I've I've turned out of office on. Um, I've nearly been in business ten years. I reckon I've had my out of office on four times in that journey, and yeah, you know, in in, in micro businesses and small businesses, we got one staff, or you know, it's just yourself. A lot falls to the owner. You know, it's it, it's how do you give yourself permission to switch off? How do you set the team up? Well, you don't have a team. Did did you find a way? Did you find? No, a way? I'm 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 putting a call out, David. I'm I'm so I'm putting a oh. I'm putting a I'm putting a pin in it. I'm putting I'm, up the bat signal. I'm, I'm exactly. I'm I'm just flagging it because I think, you know, certainly as I've reflected on on trips that have worked and haven't worked. You know, I've I've the ones that's the ones that have really worked and where I, I failed this time in in this in this Fiji trip was to set times. You know, I tried to do it around when the family could do it and that just led to problems because otherwise you, you can't find that time you know it's it's far better to find a time that works for the family you know for for in other trips that's been straight after breakfast um you know before the before the day goes or um you know certain other times which which suit for depending on the location and the type of trip and and everything else you're doing and the time zone ultimately you know it, it's what i haven't done what i didn't do this time was was set a set a defined hour or 2 hours really also try to understand what what i was required to work cuz well, remote working doesn't include 9 to 5 david you know it's not it, it's not mm. a, it's not a certain number of hours it's 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 enough hours and enough working to get the jobs done that need to be done and and there's there's ones where you're trying to um remote work just to keep the lights on or troubleshoot and there's others where you're trying to do a full a full workload um but i guess one thing i really didn't do and one thing that sort of i've i've i've, try, I've realized is you've got to be very far more structured than i was you know i approached it like a holiday with a little bit of remote working and that clearly didn't work so i guess it's it's really led me to be more respectful of the remote of of trying to remote work um, and be efficient and effective at it, especially in in family. Yeah. From the trenches. Well, I think that's really interesting that you said is the the idea of um, historically trying to do it all together and and doing it all at once. And I've definitely had that. It, it's like the definition of having your cake and eating it too. It's like I'm always going to have my computer on me, so wherever I am, I can get it out and do something and be productive. But it's very easy to get to the end of the week when you live that sort of lifestyle and then say, oh, actually, I, I didn't get anywhere near what I wanted done, done, but I was on the road a lot. And it's happened to me uh, quite a lot in Brisbane because I, I travel to Brisbane quite a bit where I'm on these sort of quasi family trips. Well, they're always family trips, but I'll, I could have a couple of days and just relax and have a holiday and I don't. I am always around the computer and trying to work out what's going on. And the reality is, like, I ended up to actually support this, Paul. I used to have a Surface, Microsoft Surface, with a really small screen. 
I went out and bought a 15-inch laptop because I couldn't stand hunching over this tiny screen trying to work and not work at the same time. You know, like I invested in the in the gear to help me uh, facilitate this quasi lifestyle. But did you find that? But did like ultimately, did everything get done for you? In a in a way, um, that's an interesting question. I th- look, I think enough got done. You know, I don't I don't think you're ever going to get everything done. And I don't think people who work at a desk and work overtime you know, ever get everything done. Certainly, certainly mm. enough got done. It was it was a lighter load. Um, yeah, I, I was more disappointed that I hadn't, disappointed that I hadn't prepared for it. You know, I think this is another thing in order to switch off. I, I went into it as just, oh, well, it'll be a remote working trip, but I really want to get more of a holiday done. But, you know, the other, the other realization, and, and you sort of said, you know, what, what's, what's the plan is, is even though I really prepared this as a remote working trip but then acted like it was a holiday rather than yes. what I need to do is I need to really in the lead up. Have a holiday. Well, no, in the lead up just over prepare for it to be a holiday. So over prepare mm-hmm. where you're saying, well, I've you know I've tried to dot far more I's and uh, cross more T's in order to say, well, if I turned everything off, for the whole two weeks and then kind of bring it back and go, well, I'm going to give this one hour a week, uh, one hour a day or two hours a day or and and be available to troubleshoot. You know, that's what I need to do. I need to get ahead of it, treat it far more like a holiday and then if I've got the ability to switch off, switch off, whereas if I can't, it's always hard when it's your own business, you know, David, like you, you just physically you, you worry about it. I'm better. I'm far better off on trips and so is my wife um, having – one hour a day or just even if it's half an hour a day to, to check the messages, answer whatever's important and then put it down and go, yep, um, there's nothing else and get back to the holidays. So for me, this really lacked – I got lazy into this thinking I could do it all and have come out of it going, well, you kind of got to – you know, you got to respect it even if your remote working doesn't just happen and certainly the family holidays don't just happen unless you give it a little bit of um, – a little bit of preparation. How do how do you prepare, David? I mean, you you do have downtimes, you know, as a family and, and other forced. Do you do you yeah. find yourself preparing, or it's now it's now just habit and, and clients and, and staff know about it? You know, what's your um, pre what's your pre switching off ritual? Everyone knows about it. I mean, I've had my my oldest serving team member in the Philippines being with me for four years now, so just knows that 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 it happens. When, when I sort of go completely switch off. Um, so how do I prepare? I think the, the number one thing I've learned is that as many people who ordinarily expect to be able to call me and get a response that day need to know that I'm not going to be available. Yeah. So, and this goes back to anyone going on, va- on a holiday, you know, just not telling everyone and all your stakeholders and just chucking on a lazy out-of-office assistant and thinking, oh, you know, they'll be totally fine. I'm on a holiday and they'll just – like, I don't know if that's fair. Like, proactively tell people I'm not going to be around. Yeah, even with even with you and our show, I'll say to you, usually the week before, mate, I'm away two, three days next week. You're not going to get a hold of me. Um, What do we need to do now? And you just get ahead of it a little bit. I'm not a fan of trying to work the hours that I'm offline for on and before the holiday. I just think it's so self-defeating. Like just accept that less is going to be done during that period. 
and communicate that to the people that rely on you. And I, and I think that's where I got that, lazy. That's, yeah, what, that's, I've, where I got that's lazy. what I've grown into. Yeah, I've grown into that to know. Like now, this month I have seven work days off over four weeks. So it's not a seven-day consecutive break. It's like one day here, two days there. That's disruptive. It's hard to get momentum. It's hard to push things out. I'm not overcommitting to anyone on what I'm getting done this month because I know it's it's just hard. And it's sort of like we're not – you know when the Palm Pilot came out and everyone said – oh, you know, when technology Palm said, everyone Pilot. says, oh, you know, we – yeah, like back in the day, like everyone's like, oh, you know, how good is this? We're going to have more free times. So we don't have to be in the office to respond to emails and correspondence. And everyone just ended up working from home. It's one of those things like it's on us and it's on you if you're listening to control it and to say, well, I'm not going to use this technology automation opportunity to work more. I'm choosing to do this to relax. Yeah, and that's what I- I think that's very theoretical. I'm not sure I nail that. I think that that's my theory though. I guess it's easy. How as a micro business owner do you give yourself that permission? And people would just say, easy, just take it. But I think that's- you know, there's a little no, bit of guilt work. about saying, "Well, I'm I can go and just absolutely switch off," but I but I think it comes down to preparation, as you said. What What would happen if you just didn't for two days? If you just did nothing, what would happen? I think without and again, I think this is it's all about what you how you feel, how you the anxiety you have rather than you know I would have. Yeah, it, I think it comes down to the preparation. I, I think if you oh, prepare, you nothing will happen. But if you don't prepare, uh, you feel unprepared. I'm much. Yeah, I'm much less anxious about it than I used to. Not much in my life. I've realised not much in my life is critically urgent. Not much in my client's life is absolutely dead set critically urgent. And if you're sitting there saying, oh, I've got better clients than you, I've got um, – I'm doing better stuff, I'm doing more senior advisory work, I have to be there, there's there's just something off. There's something wrong. You've over-serviced your client. You've got your expectation wrong. You've got your scope wrong. You haven't managed your scope. It, it, there is a way, there has to be a way to work yourself in a situation where everything's critically urgent. I'll give you an example, Paul. If predominantly what you do is compliance, right? Yep. You know how far in advance what lodgement deadlines are. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and I think a lot of people- And, and when- and when, yeah, and when a client calls up, when I saw this on social media today, oh, you know, hate it when a client calls up last minute and everything's urgent and then I've got to stay back and work back. Like, why? It's not your fault. You're, you're bringing that time pressure and that urgency on yourself. How many times did you communicate to that client? How many emails did you send them requesting information? How many phone calls? How proactive were you? And then they come in at a really inconvenient time for you and it's the service professional's natural tendency to say, I need to do this as quickly as possible. I need to do it now. But that's you. That's not the client. Why can't you just say, hey, I've been asking this for ages. I'm sorry. I'm off for three days. You need to wait. Yeah, it's interesting. My uh, wife often before a trip or before a, a period like this, Puts it in her email signature, um, just letting you know I've got. I'm going to be away. That's a good idea. You know, just letting that's you know in, really cool. in a month I've got. You know, just letting you know I'm going to be off between this date and this date. Um, you know, who reads email signatures? But I, I think that um, you, you know, certainly a great uh, a great way to attack that's it. Good, Maybe yeah. I need to do that a little bit too. Anyway, listeners, what do you? Anyway, reckon? what do you? Yeah, what do you do? Yeah, what do you? We'd love we'd love to hear. We'd love for it to generate. 
uh, conversation. Tweet us, get us on LinkedIn, whatever you want. Otherwise, um, I might hit the golf course. David, I'm going to go put my out of office to go play golf tomorrow. There you go. Have fun, Paul. See everyone. Cheers, everyone. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to an episode of From the Trenches. David and I love to hear from listeners, so you can reach out if you've got feedback or story ideas, get in touch. I can be reached on Twitter at Paul Meissner underscore or on LinkedIn, Paul Meissner. I'm on Twitter at David Boyar, B-O-Y-A-R, on LinkedIn, David Boyar. From the Trenches.